This is a Broadway show uncut. I'm Tamsin Fidel. So glad you're here. This week, it is a conversation about the new musical, Some Like It Hot. It's based on the movie starring Marilyn Monroe, Jack Lemmon, and Tony Curtis. So the story still takes place in the 20s, but with a way more diverse cast and also some updates for a modern audience. The musical starring Adriana Hicks, Christian Worrell, and Jay Harrison G. This one comes from an all-star creative team directed by Casey Nicolaw. Music and lyrics from Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman. And of course, the book by the Tony Award-winning playwright of The Inheritance, Matthew Lopez, alongside comedian, TV host, and comedy writer, Amber Ruffin. Here's Paul Wontort chatting with Amber and Matt. I'm fans of yours individually for your work. And now look at, you're, you're together on Broadway. Yay, yeah. two great tastes that go great together. <laughs> So I assume you didn't know each other prior to working on Some Like It Hot? We had never met before no. Some Like It Hot. We never even met after we started working on Some Like It Hot. No, that's true. <laughs> because of COVID? Because of COVID. Yeah. So we, it, was like a, it was like the most productive pen pal uh, relationship. My dearest Matthew. My dearest Amber. <laughs> See what you think of this new scheme. <laughs> so what did you connect on? I mean, so obviously you working with another writer, you know, a lot of writing collaborations, you know, people sometimes who write shows together are like, we met in college 25 years ago. We've been working together forever. We're just here now. But you two obviously came together in a very different way. What did you connect with each other on when you finally did start working together? I mean, I, I, mean, I think it was just a shared desire to make the show that we made. Um, and it, you, you, I mean, you never want to like talk about starting a project from the, the negative, which is like, we don't want to do this, we don't want to do that. Right. But when you're making some like it hot for a 21st century audience, you inevitably go to like, well, it's not going to be this, and it's not going to be that, and it's not going to be that. Yeah. And 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 then once we had just sort of like cleared all the things that it wasn't going to be, we then sort of looked at what it could be. Yeah. And sort of in those limitations, you really we found the. Um, what what we wanted to say and what, what mm -hmm. could be possible in it. And I think it was just this shared desire to to take something familiar and completely remake it and 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 make it something um, that is celebratory and, and inclusive and respectful and fun. Fun, <gasps> fun, fun, fun. That's I mean, at, at the end of the day, if it ain't fun, then no one's going to come. That, that was almost the tagline <laughs> We almost, Some Like It Hot. Yes. We were, it was very close. It was Some Like It Hot, a new musical. If, if it, it ain't, ain't fun, fun, no one's going to come. No one's going to come. <laughs> well, I hear that you have pulled that off, so congratulations. Broadway is already buzzing. Good. So let's talk a little bit about I'm responsible for a lot of that in the world, too. I'm responsible for like Broadway buzzing when like they got a good buzz. Yeah. Me, it's <laughs> That's my, when, I, when I leave my phone on. Oh. Yeah, that was all me. Sorry. And no hangover. Yeah. Next, no. I can't promise with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the history of this property. People know, obviously, some like a hot. But it actually has a really complicated history, or a very uh, dense history. Let me let me see if I got this right. It was a French film, then it was a German film, yeah. then it became some like a hot. And then it became the musical Sugar. Right. Then it became a Bollywood movie, which I just found out about. I didn't know that. Didn't know we that. gotta look that one up. No. And then it became Some Like It Hot. They took Sugar and then toured it as Some Like It Hot right. with Tony Curtis yep. in it. And then 30 years went by with nothing. And then now it's back yeah. with a totally fresh perspective. But that's a lot of history 
people obviously love this story. I mean, this is, I mean, it just feels like a great thing to chew, to like chew into, right? Yeah, this show has a ton of history yeah. and people love it and pass that love down from generation to generation. Yes. And that is like where we are so lucky is because this show is already in so many people's hearts as the thing I love, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it is an honor to get to take the thing so many people love and rip it up into one million pieces <laughs> and then reassemble it <laughs> to be completely different. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Well, I mean, yeah. And the thing is, is like, yeah, it's got a lot of, the title is very recognizable people. And then people also assume they know what it's going to be. And, right. you know, when we started working on it, it I, I, I told the producers, I was like, well, as long as I, I, I am not beholden to anything, as long as we can do something that is absolutely not the movie, then I'm in. And I mean, one of the things about the, the original musical Sugar, the, the first one, yeah. was that it was incredibly faithful to the movie. And, and my attitude from the beginning, and, and Amber's attitude too, is just sort of like, well, I mean, if you're just gonna do the movie, then just play the movie and put some music over it. But um, I think that uh, in it, what I've always loved about the movie, it's about, there is nothing funnier than people in over their heads. Like, there's nothing funnier, and in the case of, like, in the movie, there's nothing funnier than Idiots in Trouble. Yeah. Like, Idiots in Trouble is funny. And so, and, and we've all been Idiots in Trouble at one point in our lives, so you, everybody can relate to that. And so the idea is to take Idiots in Trouble and, and, and make it uh, for a 21st century audience. So it was almost some like it hot colon idiots in trouble right but then we dropped that we had so many we alt had titles so many alt titles yeah take your mom for mother's day this would have been done years ago if but we, we had, had a title we, had... we just kept going and then finally casey nicola was like why don't we just call it something like it hot and then we knew we we had we the knew. show <laughs> <laughs> well i guess but people might expect the classic right they, yeah. a lot of people go see a broadway musical based on a movie title and maybe they expect to see all the the same beats and it sounds like yeah. you have really sort of i mean you're you're it's the same things they know and love about the story yeah. but this is also a uh, a movie that was created by um billy wilder and il diamond right they mm -hmm. wrote a bunch of beautiful hilarious classic hollywood comedies but you know cis white dudes right i mean uh they didn't look like us. They didn't look like you, yeah. right. And so you have brought yourselves and your lived experience to this, which is exciting. It is. I, I mean, I you've think... said you wanted to queer it up. You've, well, you've I mean, that. I just, I, it's like, it, look, let's be honest. Some Like It Hot, the movie, was already Damn, queer. queer. Right. It's, it's like, it, it is. It's just as, as far as it could possibly be done when the movie was made. And it's actually like, if you watch it through the lens of when it was made, you're like, Pretty, yeah, that got away with some stuff that like that, um, you know, well, but the but, Hays, the Hays Code obviously was like running Hollywood at the time. And this movie did not get the Hays Code certificate saying that it was OK, but it was a hit anyway. It was a, a hit anyway. Credit it with. Yeah. But to get rid of know, Hays Code, you know, I've said in the past that like yesterday's ahead of the curve is today's behind the curve. And and I think that's, you know, we we. We didn't want to do anything. I always said that as long as, if I can make the purists unhappy, then I'm in. Um, because, 
there is something wonderful about the story. There is something inherently exciting about two people in trouble on the run, trying to save their lives and, and along the way falling in love. And you know, the biggest difference that I think is between our, our show and, and the movie is, I mean, first of all, it's Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon, and, and Marilyn Monroe. Like, I always say, like, they're they, good. Yeah, they, and they're also not available. Uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, how can you, you have an opportunity to completely just change who these characters are. And so with all three of the, of the leads, we just, we, we rethought them from scratch. And there's, we didn't want, we didn't want those characters from the movie because mm -hmm. they've already been done. They've been done so well. And we had a chance to put our own, our own stamp on it. And, um, you know, I mean, I don't know how much of our own lived experiences in the show. I think, I think what is more to the point is that we are, we are people who live in the world in the 21st century, and we are people who don't resemble the people who made the movie originally or who made the first musical originally. Mm -hmm. and, and there's just, we see the world differently, and we have a different idea of what is funny and what isn't funny. Mm -hmm. And to the audience uh, for the original movie, I think uh, two cis men in dresses was funny. Mm -hmm. Neither of us think that's funny. So it's hard to make a joke out of something that you don't find funny. What I do think is funny is idiots in trouble. Right. Um, and what I do think is really exciting is um, our people. I mean, in the movie, the original movie, they didn't change. Nobody changed, really. They were the same people they were at the end as they were at the beginning. And we had an opportunity to take three characters and put yeah. them through the ringer and change their lives. And then suddenly it's a story about transformation. Then it's suddenly a story about who am I in the world and who am I in relationship to the people, in relation to the people in my life. And then it started to get really interesting for us. I've been talking a lot. I said, you so, talk a lot, well, yeah. but like, she's <laughs> Amber, Amber, I wanna talk to you about joining this team. You obviously joined the team in 2020 yeah. during COVID, which is why you didn't meet right away. Um, you joined the team at a time that there was a lot of talk about getting more diversity behind the scenes on Broadway and making sure that we were really telling stories with authenticity and new voices. Um, what do you, what, what excited you about joining a team that was sort of already on a, on a path and what, um, what made you want to say yes to this? And obviously we're, you know, we're, um, the, the, this Some Like It Hot obviously has great diversity in the cast yeah. that was not in the film, which is yeah. amazing. I said yes to Some Like It Hot for two reasons. One, the team is outstanding. You yeah. know, you've got Mark and Scott and Casey and Matthew. <laughs> uh, so I, I did want to work with them because with the that's a yeah. once in a lifetime opportunity. Sure. You know, you'd be learning at, at such a rate. Mm -hmm. um, so now I'm like, I've got all this, you know, how to put up a show knowledge that I didn't have a minute ago. Um, and I also said yes to this show because um, the lead is a black lady. <laughs> and then that's it. I was like, oh my God, yeah. Uh, getting to write for a black woman on Broadway, I do want to do that. So yeah, it's those two things. Well, what, so what was it like tackling the character of Sugar? in yeah. 2022. Obviously, Marilyn Monroe is her own thing. Yeah. And you're able to really look at it just as a character and, and a black woman. Yeah, you know, usually when you write a black person at all, it's kind of a tightrope walk because you know you can't get anywhere near any stereotypes, right? Mm -hmm. You can't be 
a little late or you're kind of the stereotype of lazy or you can't be a little loud or you're the stereotype of mean. Mm -hmm. So you have to walk this very odd tightrope. But this cast is so diverse that we just got to write a human being. And then she could just be all of the flaws and all of the good things. And you didn't have to do that normal, yeah. you know, black person in a white show right. and then they have to be inauthentic. Mm -hmm. She could just be a, a human being. Mm -hmm. And it was an absolute delight. It was an absolute delight. I certainly never thought I would get to do that on Broadway. Mm -hmm because that's a very specific joy mm -hmm. that black writers don't get a lot. So yeah, it's, it's a, it was a thrill. I also think too that like one of the, the, the things that happened to the story after Amber joined was... I'm sorry to question, I can see that white scan. I think Matthew's shifted, so I oh. can make sure it's not in the shot. Stop shifting. We can erase that in post. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think one of the things that happened to the story after Amber joined was this this idea, really, uh, that we're seeing people. As, this is who we are when no one's watching. This is this is this is not the I idea of queerness, not the idea of blackness, not the idea of Latinidad. This is just simply who we are mm -hmm. on a train mm. about to rehearse. Mm. This is who mm -hmm. we are tired from a hard day's work. Mm -hmm. it, the, 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 the idea of sort of like the matter of factness of life, um, which, you know, that I think um, sometimes white audiences or predominantly straight audiences be like, oh, that's very interesting to learn about how, how, <laughs> how, how black women and, and queer people of color um, drink their Coca-Cola. Uh, that's that I now I learned something very important because those because that black lady and that Latino boy they really taught me something. Uh, you get a lot of that. But I mean, that can't be helped. And I mean, as long as they pay full freight for the ticket, that's great. But, uh, but it's also just matter of fact life. And it's just, it's, it's, that's, that I think is one of the things that people are responding to the show too. Mm -hmm. huh. Instead of watching the show, instead of writing the show through the white lens, we just got to write the show with no mm. freaking lens. It, it yeah. was, it's a delight. Yeah. Yeah. But you did write it through the lens of 2022. I mean, ah. modern sensibility, right? So we have to talk about Jerry. Jerry, I think, is the character that people are really going to walk away being amazed by the journey of Jerry. Mm. Uh, I think that it... it so I, I guess I, I, I'm a little... I guess we don't want to reveal to... I'm a little confused about... I actually interviewed the guys, Christian and, and Jay, Jay, the other day, and I, I don't know how much we want to reveal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't We're, know if we want to call the character non-binary. We uh, invite the audience to buy a ticket and, and, yeah. and discover so, it for the So I, I want to avoid it because yeah. I, 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 want to, I want to respect that. Um, but I think Jerry has a very uh, different journey mm -hmm. than, than people know, remember from the film. And I'm curious, how do you tell what seems like a very modern story in terms of the conversations we're having as a society, but, but in a period piece. Is that sort of interesting? It's simple. 
our ideas of what a period piece are formed by the period in which that art was made, in mm -hmm. which there are so many restrictions yeah. on, on who can tell what story and about, and about whom these stories are told. It isn't as if queer people just magically sprung up from the right. ground in 1969. Right. They were there <laughs> all along. Queer people, uh, non-binary people, yeah. trans people, a, a, and every 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 LGBTQIA uh, individual mm -hmm. was there on the planet Earth in 1933. They just didn't make movies about them. They didn't write novels about them. Yeah. We were not gone. We were just not talked about. Mm. And so the idea of a 21st century lens on this story is a bit of a misnomer. Mm. What it really is is removing the 20th century lens from it. Mm. And if you remove the 20th century lens from the story, it automatically right. works today. And all we needed to do was just clean that lens. I love that. And make it funny. And make it funny. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, who doesn't love a train? I mean, I mean, you start train. with the premise of a train. Everybody loves oh, a train ride. I mean, I, the first time I saw that train come on the stage, I, 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 was, I was pretty amazed. I wanted to get on it. In addition to being an excellent show with beautiful <laughs> music and a talented cast, this set is so beautiful. All the design. Everything you look at it's is so beautiful. gorgeous. It's beautiful. I love, I, I mean, the set, the costumes, the lighting. It, it's, you spend it, so much time without it. I, yeah, yeah. When you see it, you're like, oh my God. Well, I mean, the joke for me is that like, I just spent the last you know, five years of my life doing a play on, on, a, on a bare stage with a black background. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and to like, to do I all these, these years of doing now. The Inheritance with this gorgeous, sleek, you know, minimalist set by Bob Crowley. Yeah. And then to like walk into the Schubert Theater, I'm like, oh my God, there's <laughs> color on this so stage. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous, it's gorgeous. Greg's work, Natasha's work, I, 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 Scott's work, everybody's yeah. work in this is yeah. just, this show, the show looks like the show. Yeah. yeah. I have to ask you, I know you're a big fan of Broadway and this is your first Broadway Yay! credit. Um, what is it like for you to sit in the audience and to actually be like, hey, I wrote that. And it feels insane. It absolutely feels insane. Walking by, we took a picture the other day yes. with our names on the <laughs> I could have friggin' died. Um, it feels great to be a part of Broadway. I would have never guessed in a billion years. Um, and I am really shocked, like, I have to be honest, I thought people would be so like weird and gatekeepy, you know? I thought they'd be like, well, this is uh, like this obscure musical you've never heard of. <laughs> oh, you've never heard of it? Well, okay. no one is like that. Every person I have met who has anything to do with this production in Broadway in general is like extending an invitation yeah. for you to become one of us and not like like a comic book nerd where it's like, right. oh, you don't remember the Dazzler from 1979? <laughs> like it, no one's like that here. Yeah. And it is such a freaking thrill. It's a very yeah. um, open and uh, inclusive community. Yeah. yeah, except if you do ever want to like enter a pub quiz with like with obscure knowledge of of musicals, Scott Whitman is your man. Oh. <laughs> Scott Whitman is the one you want on your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think the term is encyclopedic. Yeah, knowledge? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to ask you finally. Um, 
you, uh, about the, the process of coming together, because Amber, I know you, you come obviously from TV and you know the writer's room, and, and I feel like, Matthew, I feel like you sat down in solitary and wrote this beautiful epic, The Inheritance Parts 1 and 2, that won a Tony Award, by the way, congratulations. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite plays ever, as you know. Um, but I feel like that was probably done kind of in solitary, and that was probably very different than this experience. So what was it like sort of coming together and, and becoming a writing team? That was fun. We wrote in every way you could write. We really we did, wrote right, yeah. Just us, we wrote separately, we wrote back and forth, but the funnest part wasn't when we had that week of rehearsal. Earlier this, it wasn't a week. I love that you think it was a week. We were doing that for like four weeks. It felt like one minute. <laughs> it, was, it was four weeks. It, was, it felt like one minute. We would I go, was, we'd watch rehearsal, then we'd take our little laptops and we would have like a little writer's We went to Casey's studio. We went to yeah. Casey's studio and we went with our assistants and yep. our intern, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, and we just. And we all sat, what do you think about this? Oh, I like that, well, then, well this, well this, well, if yeah. you do this. And it was a writer's room right. for a Broadway musical, <laughs> and it was very fun. Yeah, and Amber and I would like act out the scenes for everybody. And when Elizabeth Williamson was there with us, my oh, dramaturg, yeah. and, and. So I'm and, looking at Jerry and Sugar, basically. Yeah, basically, <laughs> and like, and I mean, we would just like act out scenes and yeah. like, um, there's, I'll, I'll never forget, the one thing that I do, I, I remember making, because I tell this story privately, uh, and now I'm gonna tell it publicly. <gasps> um, that line at the end of Jerry and Joe's last scene in act one, and Jerry, and, and, and Joe says, says, I bet you don't know what I'm gonna say next. Adios. Adios. Damn it, I, we were in that room, and I remember like we were working, and I, and I just said to Amber, I'm like, oh yeah, I bet you know what I'm gonna say next. And we both, adios, adios. damn it. <laughs> and I was like, and, and, like, every time I hear that in the show, I'm like, I remember yeah. like just making that with you in, yeah. in the moment, which was so much fun. And the fact that it gets a laugh. I mean, I think it's the one thing in the show that if it didn't get a laugh, I would fight to keep just for the memories of it. <laughs> you did something good together. Thank you yeah. so much, yeah. guys. Yay. Congratulations. Thank Thanks for having us, yay. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for us until next week. I'm Tamsin Fidel, and this is the Broadway Show Uncut. Thanks for being with us. Mm -hmm.